I am excited. On today's episode, I have for you a games athlete, a CrossFit games athlete. His name is Jeff Evans. Two years ago, he was at the CrossFit Games. Last year, he didn't make it back, but I have him on today talking about what he's done, how he's changed his programming, how he's changed his mindset, his recovery, his emotional well-being in order to make it back. He is one awesome dude. Over the last year since moving down to Florida, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Someone I really look up to, someone I really respect, not just for his incredible fitness, but because he's just an all-around awesome dude. It's someone that I'm excited to talk to because he's not just a games athlete. He's a real human being. He's running a CrossFit affiliate. He busts his butt. He is a hard worker. His box CrossFit height in Fort Myers, Florida is doing incredible. He's doing incredible. You can hear him talk about it, but you can go on his social media, on his Facebook, on his Instagram, etc., and watch some of his workouts. Hard, hard worker. I highly recommend you get out there and you search for this guy, Jeff Evans. Two years ago, he made it to the games. Last year, he didn't. He's heading back to the South Regional this year, barely making the cut, barely making the cut. We can discuss all sorts of reasons why the Open is good or bad for certain people depending on their height, their weight, etc. The point of the matter is he made it back and now I hope to see him on the podium and heading back to Carson this year for the CrossFit game. So I'm super stoked. I'm super excited to have him on today's podcast. My friend, a CrossFit Games athlete and one all-around awesome dude, Jeff Evans. It's time for some squat therapy. You're a host, Jason Ackerman, P-I-M-P. Baby Jesus, break it down with the interesting mind. CrossFit's OG, he's one of a kind. Coaching, training, and mobility. Each episode, a quest of virtuosity. Relevant CrossFit topics and stellar guests. He'll leave you wondering what he's going to say next on Squat Therapy. All right, on the phone, we have Jeff Evans, one-time CrossFit Games athlete, and he's going back to regionals this year in 2016. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you for having me. So, a lot of people have followed your story this past year. You went to the Games in 2014. It was your second year participating in the Open, is that correct? Yes. So, 2014, second year participating. Go to Regionals, Southeast. Where'd you, where'd you wind up at Regionals that year to make it to the Games? I finished second on the podium. Second on the podium. You make it out to Carson. How'd you do out in Carson your first year there? I think I finished 35th overall. You know, and and it's probably pretty easy to get down on yourself about 35th overall, but when you take a step back and you realize you're the 35th fittest person on this planet, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it, it took a little bit to, you know, think about it and reflect on it and stuff like that and realize that, it, like like you said, it was my first year out there and I was still under two years and doing CrossFit total time, so I felt good about it. So the, the field gets crowded very quickly. 2014, you're out in Carson. 2015, you did not make it back. Yeah, I didn't even make regionals. I had a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff going on outside of the gym, 
that was kind of, you know, a distraction. So, um, you know, throughout the whole open, I just went as hard as I could. And deep down inside, I knew I wasn't ready, and I accepted it and just used it as a learning experience and kept it moving forward, you know. So, obviously, it's tough to, to be one of the, you know, the second best in the region to not go – even to make it out of the open, is that was it a reflection on you on your training, or do you think it was that the field just got so strong over the course of that year? Um, I think it was a mix of both. Uh, I definitely was not even close to being where I should have been uh, as far as the training, but everybody else is getting fitter, so um, I feel like it was a good mix of both. And, and this year, you know, now that I'm down in Florida, I've gotten to see you and see your story kind of unfold. You've been working hard. For those of you that don't know, you can you can actually see a lot of your workouts going down live on, on Facebook these days. Yeah, I figure, you know, I've, I've kind of been looking at social media, and I feel like the future of, you know, promoting gyms and yourself as an athlete, I feel like doing a live stream thing is definitely the, the future of, you know, marketing so you 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 make it back to regionals but it was close this year yeah so uh i think it was 16.3 the bar muscle of snatch workout yeah that was probably the worst combination i could have seen ever and just because i'm a bigger athlete my grip um my grip went so fast and put me in a situation where I got 131 points just from that workout. So what was your score on that workout? Because I don't think you did poorly. You just did not as good as, as the rest of the field, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think I got 116 for total reps. But, I mean, if you look at my other scores, if you combine the other four workouts, I think I averaged around 16 or 17 points. So, I mean, that workout really kept me from a top 10 finish. Well, you were one of the very few people that actually finished 16.2, and I remember texting you that night because I heard your name on the after show announced by Pat Sherwood as one of the people he thought would actually finish this workout. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite workout, knowing that my conditioning is getting a lot better, my... um core on the toes, the bar is getting a lot better and knowing I can lift a heavy weight, I, I felt super confident I can I can actually win that workout, like be number one in the world. Um, I ended up fifth in the world, so I was really happy with that. So, so as an athlete, you have two very different workouts for you, 16-2, which you're confident in, and 16-3, which you're more hesitant about. What are your different emotions? Like for me, I'm almost more nervous on a workout I should do well on. How are you? Were you were you feeling that way? Like knowing you have to know even though you're going to finish it, in order to finish it, it's going to be just pain. Um, I mean, for me, honestly, I enjoy being in that pain cave, no matter if I'm good at the workout or average or whatever. I just, I kind of blank everything out and just focus on going as hard as I can and don't want to take breaks, just listening to my body, really. Uh, that's the biggest thing I've learned over the last three years, uh, almost four years doing CrossFit. So, so which one would you rather do again, 16-2 or 16-3? Uh, 
honestly, I'd rather do 16-3 because I want to get a better score. <laughs> so what place did you finish overall in the Open for, the, for your region? Uh, my final placement was uh, 24th. So 24th in your mind, were you like, I'm not going back, or did you feel um, I did. I did a lot of research and found out there were, I think, four or five guys going team. And once I found that out, I was confident I was going. So you're one of 20 from the southeast. You're combining with another reason, region. You're... Going in, how do you feel as far as your confidence getting ready for the games? We all know at the regional level it's going to be a little bit heavier. Well, we all have our you know thoughts about it. We all think it's going to be heavier, which obviously suits you. You're one of the strongest athletes in the entire sport. Are you, do you think even though you're going in as maybe a lower seed, you still have the potential to make it back to Carson? Yeah, so... Like, when I look at that, at the end of the day, I still have to perform the workouts as fast as possible as possible, or as heavy as possible. So it doesn't really matter who's in my heat. I just have to go as hard as I can every workout, um, especially on the first day, so I can get in that last heat and, you know, kind of get a chance to see heats before me go and game plan um, and see how they do things. And just it helps my overall game plan before I get out there. You, are you the strongest person in CrossFit? I wouldn't say in CrossFit. I would say I'm I'm the strongest overall as a games athlete, former or current. So you say, meaning you're the strongest CrossFitter that can put up with the the best in CrossFit workouts as well, rather than just somebody who who crushes a snatch or a clean and jerk, but then can't throw down a seven-minute fram. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I definitely can hang on the majority of the conditioning workouts. Um, like, my friend is a 207, so being 210 pounds, I feel like that's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's pretty good regardless of what you weigh, but you have a you know, 207 <laughs> fram. What's your best snatch and what's your best clean and jerk? Uh, my best snatch is 315, um, and my best clean and jerk is 405. You were... In the ECCs, what was that earlier this year? And you you won the clean and jerk. Is that correct? Yeah, I ended up. Uh, that was my second time doing the ECC, and I won the clean and jerk event again, which I was super happy about. Um, I think I ended up hitting uh, three eighty five in the middle of a competition. So not not bad. It might not be your PR, but still very close to it. Yeah. So you came into yeah, the sport. You came into the sport just a few Sorry. years ago. What was your background prior to coming to CrossFit? You had to have some sort of sport background to come in with such a strong lifting and and fitness background as a whole. Um, so my background in sports high high school, I ran track all four years, and my senior year, I played. Um, I played football all four years, but I played varsity my last year, played receiver, earned a scholarship to Southern Illinois University, and played up there, played receiver for all four years. So I definitely have a background where um, I have a lot of speed involved, 
like powerful movements and stuff like that with the lifting and all. Um, so yeah, it definitely boosted me up pretty quick to get me. I feel like that's what helped me big time to make the games in under two years because I was so strong and the conditioning comes after a while. It takes time on that stuff. You're certainly not old in this, you know, in general, but even in this sport, how many years would you say someone at your level with, you know, the three, four years of high level CrossFit, four years of the division one football, how many years can somebody really make a run at the games? Um, it's hard to say because everybody's different. Uh, with me, my strength help, helps me big time um, because I'm so much stronger than the majority of people. That just means I have more time to continue working on my gymnastics and my um, aerobic capacity. Uh, like, I mean, look at Neil Maddox. He's been in the games five, six times, and he's 37 or 38 years old. And it's, I definitely feel like it's because his strength is so high, it keeps him in the game. I think I think that's a great point. You you know a lot of the heavy lifting is really what beats up some of these athletes, and you have such a high capacity already there. You can work on things that maybe don't beat your body up quite as bad. You know, like a metcon, yeah. like the gymnastics, etc. So, would you actually say for you to to maximize your fitness, do you have to almost bring back that strength a little bit in order to to improve your gymnastics, or can you keep those lifts where they are while improving, you know, your pull-ups, your handstand push-ups, et cetera? Um, it's kind of hard to say because I've been working on losing weight and I've been working on the gymnastics and aerobic capacity, but I'm still, you know, I still get my lifts in and stuff. I'm pretty, uh, pretty efficient at hitting a 295, 300 snatch um, whenever I need to. And uh, on the clean and jerk, 385, I can hit that when I'm, you know, kind of tired. So, I mean, as long as I'm hitting those numbers when I'm fatigued, I feel like that's good enough to get a top three score. And then with my other stuff getting better, that just bumps my points up, you know. And you say you want to lose weight. You're, you're 210, but you're a pretty lean 210. How much weight do you have to lose? Yeah, so my goal is to get down at least 205 by regionals. Um, I'm consistently around 209, 210, so I got a, you know, just a few pounds to cut. Um, it just, it, I feel overall better at 205. I'm, it's going to be too hard for me to try to get under 200 pounds. Uh, just because I'm, like you said, I'm so lean and like I'm, I think five or six percent body fat right now. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're a big, strong dude. It's not like, for those that haven't seen Jeff, it's not like he's this overweight 210-pound guy. He's a lean, mean 210, and maybe you want to give a shout-out. I know I see a lot of you posting about about the meals you're eating. What, what's that? Is it uh, Fias, Fias? Yeah, Fias Paleo. Um, it's one of, my, one of my sponsors. They do 100% paleo meals. Um, I actually work for them down here in Southwest Florida. I'm the rep. So we got it, you know, we got it pumping out pretty good down here. Um, I'm trying to get in Naples, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I see, hey, I see what you're doing. It makes me want to eat it. I see a lot of people posting about it down here. Yeah, we definitely need to, to, to talk about that. And you're not plant-based, are you? you? You eat meat. Yeah, I eat meat. I've tried a lot of different diets, and um, 
for me, I feel like paleo is good as long as I make sure I get all my macros like set in stone. I have RP strength doing all my macros, so it helps having enough food because I was doing, when I started paleo, I was doing too little and burning out. I, I think that's a big theme that I see. Yeah, people that are eating clean, I mean, you eat these good quality meals and, and while that's great for you, the problem is you might not be eating enough. So it's good to see that you're, you're not only getting good quality, but you're focusing on quantity because someone, I see what you're doing. I mean, every time I get on Facebook, it'll be like Jeff Evans is live and you're hitting some sort of monster workout and you, you must you must be eating three, 4,000 calories a day. Um, I'm probably closer to three. Just because, like I was saying, I'm trying to cut a little weight, so I'm on a deficit right now. But my my biggest um, carb intake is post-workout. How many carbs do you get post-workout? Um, I do <clears throat> I do uh, 75 post-workout, but during the workout, I have 90. So between your workout and post-workout, you're getting 165 carbs. That's more than some people are probably taking in all day. I, and I love that. Yeah. I love that you're on a cut at three thousand calories. So that just shows how hard you're working and 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 how big you are. You also, I see a lot that you're doing with with Ten Institute. What's yeah. It? So, um, I would say last year I took their products. You know, they gave them to me and I tried them out. Loved them, but just sponsorship wise, it didn't work out at the time. So I was super happy when I got, you know, all the agreements done and everything. The Deer Velvet and the Hydrocell is probably the best supplement I've ever taken in my life. What about it? So, like, with Deer, the Deer Velvet, is, it kind of acts, it's weird because whatever you need, like, if you're not getting enough sleep, it kind of makes you tired. And I've felt it before. But the recovery part of it, too, it, it helps your body recover 100%. So I guess if you're tired, it'll put you to sleep so you can work on repairing your body. And then uh, um, when I'm hitting that high-volume stuff, like you said, you see me on Facebook, uh, I I don't have any at any point where I'm crashing. So, like, when I first started using that, I went 21 days working two and a half to four hours each day doing workouts and never once burned out that was right before the open no i see you promoting that i see that you're taking it i've spoken to you about it and then i know you're at a an event this past weekend for it and if someone is interested in in taking those products i know you have an affiliate code too what's your what's your code if they want to get uh, a discount and, and and use your affiliate um so if they want to check it out is shop dot teninstitute.com slash JV Evans. I have it on my um, my Instagram account too, the web link, so you can just click it and it'll pop right up. Awesome, and I'll make sure to link that because it's good stuff, and I know quite a few people that are taking it and say the the same thing you're you're saying, especially, you know, in, in CrossFit, it's all about recovery. you got to put that time in, but you have to recover, and people forget that. They think they just have to train, 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 and then don't focus on how they recover from those intense sessions. And I was speaking with Matt O'Keefe earlier, who has, he's the founder of Redline Gear. And he was saying that almost all of the top 20 athletes in CrossFit these days 
all they do is train. They don't have a job. Now you actually own and operate a, a CrossFit affiliate. Yeah, so um, early earlier this year in January, we opened High CrossFit. I have uh, three partners with me. Uh, it definitely helps having partners because I do have to travel and other things like that for sponsors and competition. But um, High CrossFit, we're in Fort Myers, Florida. It's, it's going really good. we got a great community, and I'm definitely loving it. How many hours a week would you say you have to devote to the box as far as not just being there because obviously your training happens there, but being a coach, being a part owner, how many hours a week are you spending working on the affiliate? Um, I would say around 30 or more. And like I said, just because I have partners, it helps take a lot of the load off of me. I mean, that's what's so impressive about what you're doing. You are a games athlete. You're going back to regionals. But you basically, it doesn't matter that you work at an affiliate. You have a full-time job. Yeah. And, and, and that's just that's just one of the things, like you said, um, Ten Institute I kind of work for, Fias Paleo I kind of work for, um, and now the best bar ever, I just uh, became a distributor for them too. I saw your posts on best bar. I meant to hit you up because those are some of my favorite bars. I didn't realize you were a part of them. I've, I've tried them before. I mean, it's, it's like a candy bar. I mean, obviously it's got good stuff in there for you, but it tastes delicious. So you, you oh, yeah. I know, um, you were asking people if they wanted to, to get some samples so they can hit you up for that. If they want to try out the best bar. Yeah. Just shoot me an email. Um, jeff.height.cf at gmail.com. Um, just shoot me an email and I can get you in touch with my, the owner of it. And he'll send, you know, samples out and stuff to your box or whatever is, I mean, they're, they're great bars. They're real food. You have to keep them in the fridge or they spoil, like, it's, it's really good. Yeah, and I'll make sure to link everything um, in the notes for this podcast, but I met those guys, I think, probably two or three years ago. They didn't even have wrappers on their bars yet. They were just putting them in saran wrap. So that's, that's when I met them, and I remember getting those samples, and they were so good I had, when I was still in New York with those boxes, and they're, they're really, really good. So regionals is just a few weeks away now. What's training look like? Are you still adding volume? Are you starting to bring it back? And then my other question is, who who tells you what to do as far as your training goes? As, as far as programming, I've been training under Hyperfit. Um, I feel like the volume that he does is just what I need because I am that, you know, that speed, powerful athlete. I feel like I need a lot of volume and conditioning work. Um so he's been kicking my butt anywhere from three to four hours every day, and I don't see the volume getting any lighter until that week of regionals when the first workouts come out. <laughs> you're talking, you're so talking about was, Doug Chapman, right? Yeah, Doug. I've seen some of what he programs for some other dudes like Ron Ortiz and Sean Ramirez, and these are masters athletes. And I've seen what he puts out there, and I'm like, for I remember seeing Ron, who's fifty plus now. And I'm like, Ron, that would destroy me, and I'm 37. That volume is crazy. I don't know how you – I mean, three or four hours. And, and for those that don't know, that's who was training Julie Fouché. And, you know, her programming got really – you know, everybody started trying to get on that because of how much volume you, – you can handle that volume and your body reacts well to it? 
Yeah, the first, um, I'll say the first month, month and a half, I was like dead tired after each workout and kind of burning out, but my body adjusted after that, and now it's no problem. Well, so let me ask you this. You get a lot of people that want to be competitive, and we're not going to dive into that. Like, obviously, not everyone is meant to be competitive in CrossFit or is going to be at your level, but if they, if they want to try to, and they get programming like that that's just beating them down, how does, how does someone like me, if I do what you did for a week, I'm going to just be exhausted, not functioning, etc. Is there, is there a point where your body just is like, well, hell, you're going to keep making me do this, I need to adapt, or is there a point where you just break and you can't come back, and, and how do you know the difference? Um, I would say um, a quote, one of the old trainers I used to, or coaches I worked with, Julian, uh, but no, he's with uh, CrossFit Invictus now. He's a movement coach. He told me, own your training. So whether you have a coach or not, I mean, you are in the end responsible for what you do. So if you feel like you're burning out, like whenever I do, I'll just either scale something down volume-wise or just not do it at all because I know my body better than anybody, you know? But... I guess my question is, how does Jeff Evans know when you look at a day from Doug, which how many days a week do you get? Um, well, I go seven days a week now. Every day I work out. Okay, that's crazy. But, okay, seven days a week you're working out. <laughs> how, it's a, any given Friday like today. We're talking on a Friday, and you're just on part seven of nine or whatever. How do you know internally if you're listening to your body or being a baby? You know, and I don't mean that. I'm asking for me. There are plenty of times I see something, and I know I can do it, but I'm like, I'm being a baby right now. How does? How would you explain to someone how you can tell the difference? Um, I would say that's pre- that's pretty hard to answer for me, just because you know the few thousand workouts I put in, I I know my body. So mm-hmm. if I hit a point where I'm just falling off big time, I'll just stop. But if, you know, if I know I can get through it, I'll just, I'll kind of get through it just for the volume and get the reps in just for the experience of it. Because at regionals and games, you're never going to be 100%. Well, that, that makes sense. And I think what you also notice is when athletes are at, at your level, they can understand and, and know how their body reacts differently than just your normal open or regional level athlete. Yeah. Attention to detail is key. How do you, this would be a weird question, but how do you sleep? I have, a, I have a belief that the games athletes and the regional athletes all sleep very well. I've, I've you know, shared rooms with some high-level athletes, and they lights out, they, they just pass out for eight, nine hours. How, how are you with sleep? Um, I would say I sleep anywhere from five and a half to six and a half hours a night. That's and it? Then norm- yeah, that's it. But I split my sleep up because with the college football schedule, waking up at 4 a.m. for a 5 a.m. workout, for doing that for four years, and then now waking up at 4 a.m. to teach 5 a.m. class, it's just my body's adjusted to it. So in the middle of the day, I'll usually get anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours of sleep. So it's just it just split up. When you when you do that, are you sleeping at the gym? 
either the gym or I'll come back home like right after a training session. I'll come home, shower, eat, and then fall asleep. So the the, the pros to working and owning your own affiliate is you can do that, but I suppose the next step would be find a coach that'll take on that five a.m. class, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> working on that now. <laughs> that was my first thing I ever did as a box owner. I was like, I don't want to coach this five thirty. My very first coach was the guy that coached the five thirty for me from day one. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's a it's a it's a rough one. So you, you, and you said earlier you're training seven days a week. Is that real volume seven days a week, or does that include like a Sunday thirty minutes on the assault bike seven days a week? Um, uh, Tuesday, I switched my schedule up a little bit as far as the training because I want to simulate regionals and games a little better. So I train Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where I do anywhere from five to eight different sessions um, or parts of my workout. And then on Monday and Thursday, I take off. Usually I'll go swim, um, do some kind of 20 to 30-minute swim wad with a lot of push-ups because I need to work on my upper body on the gymnastic stuff. Um, at least a thousand meters worth of swimming on each session. And then from there, I'll go to Gold's Gym. I love doing accessory work because I feel like being a bigger athlete, I need to be able to burn out my, uh, I need to isolate my muscle groups a lot better so I don't burn out doing the compound movements like thrusters and all that. So I do, on Monday, I do an upper body session where tricep, bicep, um, dumbbell rows, Z presses. And then on Thursday, I'll come in and do all legs, abductor, adductor, calf raises, leg press. So um, I would say those off days may be an hour and a half to two hours. So, so you're still doing a good old bodybuilding routine there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Serious volume, you said five to eight parts, and I see your Facebook post after you swim. I know, like, yesterday, I think it was, you put in, like, 35 minutes swimming somewhere. Yeah, right at a community pool. And so you, when you were at the games, was that the year you had to do the half marathon row? No, that was I was at the games where we had to do the 250-meter swim, then had to do some kettlebell thrusters and burpees and then the 500, and then go back down. Um, I actually finished last place on that workout. What was it? Was it the swim, or you are just not ready for that? Yeah, the, being in the ocean, that was my second time being in the ocean, and I still didn't have swimming down. As far as the technique, I had it good, but the breathing, I couldn't control my breathing, so I gassed myself out too early. And being so lean, I don't know how to float. So I was screwed. But you you born and raised in Florida, right? Yeah, but we didn't do a lot of swimming. I did a lot of fishing and, um, you know, sports when I grew up. We really didn't swim. <laughs> I love how you basically said swimming's not a sport. But I there's always that one workout. What do you what do you envision it to be this year? You make it back to Carson. What do you think Dave Castro has up his sleeve for that first? Wednesday or Thursday workout this year? Um, I really want a, a long swim event. And just because I want to prove I know how to swim now, um, at Wadapalooza earlier this year, I got a, a 13th place in the swim, and it's all games athletes there. 
So my my, my swimming has improved so much. Do you have a swim coach that helped you with that? Yeah, as soon as I finished the games, um, I got with one of my uh, one of my clients. He swam at SMU, and he spent about a month with me. And after that, I was in the ocean swimming forty minutes nonstop. And and for those that haven't done it, there's very little that's like swimming long distance in the ocean. It's not the same as a pool, that's for sure, right? Yeah, because you have to navigate. And that's I think that's my favorite part because you have to know where you're going and make sure you're not kicking to one side and favoring. So I'm I'm excited about uh, get making it back there so I can get in that water. Well. I appreciate you taking the time to be on here. I'm sure you still have four or five parts to your workout left. Are you going to be on? Are you going to be live on on Facebook for any workout today? <laughs> nah, I was on there earlier. I got everything done early this morning. Well, we appreciate you being on. You got a few weeks to regionals. I look forward to seeing you there. I'm hoping, you know, I, I saw you recently posted. You have some new shirts. Don't call it a comeback. And I, I hope that. We see you on the podium and heading back to California this year. I plan on it. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. Good luck with your training. And I'm going to make my way up to Fort Myers soon. I want to check out the box, watch you train, and hopefully I'll see you out on the podium. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again, Jeff Evans, for being on this podcast. We wish you luck in the South Regional. No doubt you're going to make all of us down here proud. Don't call it a comeback. We hope to see you not just on the podium at Regionals, but on the tennis court, in the stadium, and potentially on the podium in Carson, California at the 2016 CrossFit Games. No doubt you've put in the hard work. Follow Jeff. Follow his story, root for him, show him some support, and check out all of his sponsors. They're linked in this podcast. They're linked underneath here and on the website. Show him some love. He's a great guy, and he deserves all of our support and all of the cheering we're going to give him. Whether he can hear it or not, we'll be there rooting him on. So thanks again, Jeff. Stay tuned. Next week, I have another great podcast, another great episode of Squat Therapy, dropping every Tuesday, early morning, 9 a.m. on the East Coast, 6 a.m. on the West Coast. I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't know exactly what I'm going to put them up, but almost every Tuesday, follow me on social media so you never miss an episode. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and never miss out. Thanks, as always, for listening.